The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Got a super friend show today on Monday, June 29th. Yes, I did have a fantastic birthday. Thank you for asking. Make sure to download, rate, subscribe, review. And you also had a great birthday, Ryan Wilson, June 27th. We are linked through life. We don't care when Sean's birthday is and Breach uh, is 75 years old. All 32 is ended. We hit every single team. I don't know if you, if you missed that series for some reason, we covered every single NFL team with somebody who knows the team well. And none of those conversations can really be outdated because it's June and there's nothing happening. So you can go and check those out. Go listen to your favorite team. And if you, if you like the series, let us know on Twitter at pick six pod. You can hit me up at Will Brinson or you can just write a nice note. Uh, in the, uh, in the, in the Apple podcast where there's something, somebody left a review about how great the podcast was when I'm on vacation. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll take more vacation then. Sure. Who's that? Can I ask that question? You may, Ryan. Devo, who did the best job of hosting while Brinson was on vacation? And you can include Brinson in this when he came back and did the two episodes after missing the, the previous. Why are you going to put me in that spot? Well, first of all, I can tell you the answer is not me. Cause that's, that's all I was, that's the only answer I'm looking for. I come back. I called Raheem Mostert Raheem Morris. <laughs> like me. And I didn't realize it until Devo told me. I was like, what? You guys all oh, have Morris. different interview styles. I'll say that. Ooh. I would like to say that I got Brinson a birthday present by hosting Friday's podcast on his birthday. This guy just took a vacation, then decided he couldn't work Friday. So uh happy birthday, Brinson. I expect a present from you. The All 32 Raiders, I hosted it for you, so you did not have to work. Jokes on you. I also hosted a show on Friday, the Cardinals <laughs> show. So, um, neither of those have been recorded as we're recording this. So hopefully nothing weird happens. Uh, anyway, on today's podcast, we will go back and hit all the NFL news that sort of, I don't want to say fell through the cracks, but big important news that we didn't get a chance to discuss. And we will do some mailbag questions. If you keep leaving five star reviews on Apple podcasts, again, you can ask us any question about anything you can be like uh baby swimming baby swimming uh what sort of mask we use or whether we do we use mask i do i'm pro mask what about sean actually i know sean uses a mask because he won't stop posting photos of himself in mask it's weird it's like all the way to the gym 
His I'm latest baby. avatar. Look at his latest avatar on Twitter. It's him with his mask pulled down with a crap-eating grin on his face. Wow, Ryan has really studied my new Twitter picture. I, I got to tell you, I zoomed in on it too, and I was like, "What a <laughs> leap-eating grin!" See, I look happy. Why were you so happy in the picture, Sean? Yeah, did you just get some big news off your chest or something? Oh, do you have big news? Sean Sean got engaged. Is that what happened? Oh. I don't know. Sean, do you have have big news to tell the podcast? Uh, Yes, but not today. I think people are just going to have to wait for a week. Oh, that's the best teaser in the history of teasers. Everybody's going to be tuning in next week. Uh, Well, let me ask you this, Sean. Is it good news or bad news? Uh, I I think it probably depends on your perspective i think for for me it's probably some good news uh for some other people probably not the best what if maybe it's bittersweet that's what i would say if you're my favorite super friend is it good news or bad news it's it's probably not (laughs) it's probably not good news i'll just put that if i had to guess and it's good news for you you're getting hair plugs (laughs) is that good news for me i'm 27 already getting hair plugs i don't know from a lot of money is, yeah, it good, is it good news or bad news for your neighbor? Oh, it is fantastic news. Uh, that means it can't be dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got? Let's go. Uh, so yeah. Tune in oh, next right. week or whenever to find out whatever this news is. Got a lot of degenerates who listen to this podcast. And uh, did you know you can win $1,000 by watching golf? That's right. What if I told you this? You didn't even have to put any of your own cash up to win that money. CBS Sports has you covered with our very own golf prop game available at cbsports.com slash golf props at cbsports.com slash golf props. We'll have questions for every round, uh, giving you four opportunities to win this week at the upcoming golf tournament. You could have played it four times at the Travelers Championship if you were so inclined. And I'm sure that that Sunday finish was fantastic. It was a great finish, tremendous finish to the Travelers. Are we eligible to win that money? Or because we work for CBS, we I can't? I guess no. Oh. Is my wife? Have, is the baby eligible? I'm going to sign the baby up. Yeah, the uh, baby's eligible. I, I just read the fine print. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear a funny story about a baby or a small child? Here's the thing. When you're telling a story, don't preface it by saying, do you want to hear something funny? Because nine times out of ten, it ends with you saying, I found $20. So or Zeke saw someone and said, I found <laughs> How about you tell the story to Debo, and then if it's a good story, you tell it next week? No, I'm going to tell it now. <laughs> See, when, I ask, when I ask, do you want to hear a story, what I'm saying is I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, yeah right, that's, it's just polite. Or it's, a, it's, like a, it's a casual offer. So uh, my buddy, and hopefully the people who are in charge of this league don't hear this. Uh, my buddy is before the uh, for the pandemic, he his son and a couple of friends, like you know, friends in the four and five year old range, had signed up to do like a little flag football team. First time playing in this flag fo- any sort of flag football. So it's like you know beginner basic flag football stuff. And um, they uh, one of the, the kids one of the kids turned six during the pandemic. So they're trying to get started. They're getting signed up for it now. They're trying to set it up. And, uh, and they're, they're like, yeah, we, you know, he, he turned, he's technically not eligible. It'd be okay. They're like, no, he cannot do it. And they won't let him participate in the four and five year old flag football. Uh, he'd have to go play in like the six year old league where these kids have all played like one or two years. So, uh, they, they, uh, signed the kid up under a different name with a different email address and a different identity. That's. Funny. I find that. I think that's it's, it's interesting. So what's yeah. next? Then he found twenty dollars. There it is. Play the music. Oh, so the Hall of Fame game. 
You're just going to have to go back and edit that out. The Hall of Fame game was canceled uh, for this year. The Cowboys Steelers postponed until 2021. was set to be August 6th. Uh, the induction ceremony set for August 8th in Canton, Ohio, uh, was almost postponed to next year. And the league has already been discussing shortened or possibly no preseason, what, in no preseason at all. Camp arrivals, uh, currently are set for July 28th. And I believe that, uh, Jeff Pash was on a conference call with, uh, media teams. Uh, or teams have been advised, excuse me, that training camps are slated to open on time, July 28th, for both most other issues, number of preseason games still being discussed with the NFL PA. So what does this tell us? I will say this. I saw that Malcolm Jenkins, who is now a contributor for CNN, I think, and obviously a safety for the Saints, said that he has concerns about coming back if things don't change. And I think some of that was born out of what's happened recently with golf and, and some of the NBA players. So that's also something to keep an eye on. Are all players going to be gung-ho to get back to, to working in an environment they may still be full of coronavirus? Um, I mean, we've seen Tom Brady working out. We've seen Russell Wilson working out with their guys individually. We saw Lamar Jackson jump over jet ski, which was, which was interesting. Um, but maybe every player doesn't feel that way. So if everyone's not on board, what does that mean for your roster makeup and, you know, all the stuff that goes around with the locker room? So by, by the way, Tom Brady posted on Instagram on uh, Thursday. When we recorded this, it's a picture of him chugging what I presume is like Bloody Mary mix. He said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, FDR. You know what, Tom? I'm going to say that we also have to worry about the coronavirus. So maybe don't imply that the only thing that we have to be scared of is being scared of the coronavirus. Because not being scared does not actually chase away the coronavirus. Also, I think FDR was in a wheelchair, and he and also older. He may not want to be exposed to the coronavirus either. The crazy thing about this is that Tom Brady literally gives zero Fs in this situation. He's like, if everyone else gets the virus, and it's just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and four other teams playing the NFL this year, I don't care because then I'm going to win the Super Bowl. He is just lugging. They had like 12 players at that workout on Thursday when you're supposed to be socially distancing. These guys are basically in a group hug, uh, doing their warm up. So it's just, it's kind of crazy, especially because the Buccaneers have had two players already test positive, an assistant coach test positive. Tom Brady's like the oldest player in the league. So he's the most susceptible to this, even though he has his super electrolytes that Brenzo was just mentioned that he was chugging at him. So maybe he has some cure that the rest of us do not know about. Uh, but I, man, it is just crazy that he just keeps thumbing his nose at this thing. And, uh, you know, I would at least be playing it safe just cause I'm older if I'm Brady and, you know, I want to make sure my team's healthy going into the season. Tom Brady's at risk cause he's, he's 42. He's not 60. By the way, the, uh, tentative dates for the 2021 Pro Football Hall of Fame mega event, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Media, Thursday, August 5th, 2021, Steelers Cowboys Hall of Fame game, Saturday, August 7th, 2020 enshrinement, and Saturday, Sunday, August 8th, 2021 enshrinement. Uh, Ryan, the good news for you is that, I mean, so it used to be back in the day, Ryan had to do, Ryan would get stuck doing the Hall of Fame enshrinement live blog. And, uh, and so if you've been stuck doing it this year, Ryan, you could have, uh, yeah, Breach, you've been volunteering for it ever since you became a traveler. Breach has actually been, I will say a few things. Brenton started CBS in 2010. I started in 2011. Brenton, in exactly 11 years on the job, has done the Hall of Fame live blog zero times. Every year, he would go out of town. Josh Katz, let's <laughs> used to work with us, would go out of town. I would do it by myself. A live blog, 
Uh, I would be doing like inserting pictures from the event, like early on 2011, 2012, and then write up stories as they happen. Thankfully, the last three or four years, Breach started helping out. I didn't do it last year because I moved over to the draft, thank goodness. And I will tell you, 2016, August 2016, when the uh, carpet was so crappy that they canceled the game, was one of the happiest moments of my professional life. I did not have to do the live blog that year. Uh, Let me just say there is one slight inaccuracy in Ryan's story. Uh, I didn't necessarily volunteer. The first year I was on the NFL beat in 2013. They threw me on it as the uh, new guy because Ryan demanded help. He was like, I'm not doing this by myself anymore. And they're like, okay, Breach, you're doing it. It's my first year. I couldn't argue. So I don't I did it. I, I also want to. I also want to say I've done it more times than Brinson, and I've only been here for five years. So. Yeah, look, I look, I'm not going to claim to have the receipts here, but Ryan and I certainly have had private conversations where we're like, we're sticking this on Breach, and then lay, a year later, we're <laughs> sticking this on Sean. I mean, I can I can tell you for a fact, because Ryan's like, I ain't doing it anymore. I was like, listen, oh, I'm, also, I'm also not doing it, because and, I haven't done it yet, so I'm not going to break that streak right now. And let me say that next year will be the worst year to do it, or best, depending on your point of view, because they are literally doing all 20 inductions in one night. This year was supposed to be split up uh, with the senior nominees being... I, I literally just told you it was going to be two nights. No, well, can I finish the story? Because I'm correct. <laughs> probably, so, not, probably not, Breach. They're doing all 20 from 2020 in one night. That's on Saturday night. The 2021 inductees are on Sunday night. That's the separate night. So originally the 2020 super class, which has 20 people, was going to be broken up with 10 people being inducted in August and 10 people being inducted in September. Now they're all going to be inducted in one night. Uh, and then that second night the Prince was talking about will be the 2021 class, which is going to be Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is going to overshadow this whole entire thing. So people aren't going to remember who was in the 2020 class. And live blogging that is going to take like uh, 14 hours. So, Sean, did you just claim? Are you trying to claim you've live blogged the Hall of Fame game? Because that's not the same thing. I have to. I have to watch the Hall of Fame game and write takeaways, which I would say is probably even worse than having to watch. Sean, I had to do the. I wrote about a guy named Benkert, a quarterback named Benkert. Sean, Benkert out of UVA, he's good. Ooh, I had to do the speeches on Saturday and then the game on Sunday. I did both. Dum dum. You know, I'm not sure. Did I just? I just managed to, uh, to dunk my show. Do you think whatever banker is a good football player? I'm just trying to use the new dunked on stuff. That we have. The thing is, you played Eminem earlier and it was on volume 10. You turned it down, so we only heard half the dunked on that time. You got to get the volume. Through. We're spreading our wings. I can't wait to hear Sean's news. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to it, whatever it is. Sean is taking over the Pick 6 podcast and making Brits in the sound. That, well, that's what I thought the news was when Sean sent that tweet out the other day that got like 45 likes about Brits needs to go on uh, vacation. <laughs> Brits, Sean is pulling a coup on the Pick 6 podcast. Is that what people want? Is it, tweet us and let us know. Is that what people are hoping Sean's news is? <laughs> that he's pulling a coup on the Pick 6 podcast? Yeah, and it would be very wise of me to tell everyone ahead of time that I'm planning a coup before I actually do it. <laughs> That's something well, you would do. That would be a question. But if you were going to pull a coup on somebody without them and, and to tell them ahead of time, I'd be like the type of person that would still get Yeah, imagine the number of things we tell Brinson that he doesn't remember and then repeats them back to you in his own words <laughs> five minutes later. Did you just pull a coup on me? I told you an hour ago. Ah, wow, what do you know? Exactly. All right, uh, Dak Prescott signed his franchise tender a week ago on July 22nd. 
and then posted an Instagram of him in a cowboy hat. It's exciting. So that means Dak will uh, officially be playing for the Cowboys this year. It's a good faith move, I tend to think, where he's, he's not going to hold out. He's going to report to camp. He's going to make sure that the, you know, the Cowboys can try and uh, play well this year. And also, he's going to get $31 million fully guaranteed, assuming that we have football. July 15th is the deadline breach. Do you think they get a deal done with Dak by then? My feeling on this whole thing changes literally every day. I know I seem to disagree with you guys. Last time we had a heated discussion about this because I think the Cowboys, uh, th- it, they might be lowballing them in the sense that Dak wants a lot more money because the Cowboys don't know what's happening next year. There's just such a big unknown, this unknown X factor uh, with coronavirus. You don't know if the salary cap's going to drop. You don't know if fans are going to be there. So maybe the Cowboys just said, look, this is your offer. We're not going over that. And so the more I think about this situation, I think Dak should pull a Kirk Cousins and play it out uh, individually on his franchise tag. Because, look, if let's just say that worst-case scenario, there are no fans in the crowd next year and the salary cap drops. Well, now Dak goes into March. If the Cowboys want to keep him, they're going to have to tag him again. So they're going to have to give him $37.7 million minimum. And then at that point, you can't lowball them. Uh, so if I'm Dak, I just don't do a long-term deal right now. I wait till next year and make the Cowboys either give me that second franchise tag or do the uh, extension then. Hey, Sean, where did you have Dak rated in your top ten quarterbacks? Five or six for 2020 season. I can't remember which one. Somewhere around there. People right. were very were, were very mad because I had went at like eight, I want to say, or nine. Too it's like both are top ten. It's like, what are you so bothered about? Debo, were you offended? Yes, but um, <laughs> that's how it works. So your burners were active. That's where all my mentions were coming from. That's that's me. You got me. And Sean's <laughs> going to break down his uh, full top ten quarterback list later today on an episode that drops in the feed. Oh, yes, interesting. So listen, um, on Wednesday, when we were, the day before we recorded this, I put my top ten uh, defensive ends, edge rushers, and I didn't put Von Miller on the list. Brinson had some issues with that. Fair enough. I just got a text from. Um, uh, Denver radio station that wants to talk about it. I think it's actually the, oh, Bron- the worst Broncos flagship station. So uh, we'll see. If I- <laughs> oh boy. I just are, you gonna, are you going to do the radio hit? I don't want to. I don't want to go on there and have to get yelled at for 10 minutes because I didn't put Von Miller on there, but I don't know. We'll see. See how my evening goes. Well, for what it's worth, Ryan, I thought the same thing was happening to me when an Atlanta radio station reached out to me about my quarterback list because I'd have Matt Ryan in the top 10 and they didn't ask me a single question about Matt Ryan, which is bizarre. What? That is weird. <laughs> the best was when the uh the Boston uh who is it the uh who is it the guys in Boston who the early morning drive time W E E I yeah. yeah they called Sean they're like hey uh you're lit. we saw your article we think it's insulting to the Patriots we'd like to have you on at uh five AM <laughs> Eastern time. time. Or there's like seven AM Eastern time. It was five AM my time. And I woke up for it because I was like, I was, this is my first year at CBS. I wasn't doing much radio. I was pumped. And then at 4.58, they texted me and said they don't need me anymore. I would have been I was so irate. That's so disrespectful. Sean got up at 4.45 to do push-ups. He was so jacked. And then they said, ah, we're just kidding. The thing, the thing with that Von Miller thing is so stupid too, because they're going to call me like, all right, Wilson, tell us why you don't have Von Miller on your list. You're like, he's 11th. They'll be like, what? Well, I mean, but why is he not top 10? You know, because he's 11th. He had eight sacks and he hurt his knee last year. That's yeah, it's it. like he's you're older. Like, you're, like, you're, you're probably going to cut that him. That actually is a strategy. Just to go in there and just dead face everything. Um, I had him 11th. <laughs> uh, he had it. Offer no insight. <laughs> <laughs> just 
forward answers. No, these lists, these lists don't go to 11. <laughs> <laughs> I threw names on a dartboard. On a dartboard. Um, what, were we talking about Dak? Yeah, we were talking about Dak. But I got to Sean's list and then I had to How we get to Von Miller. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to Wilson later this week about uh, his list of. Uh, will? Yeah. Yeah, I went on vacation. That's why we couldn't do top 10 lists that you guys all wrote. Is anyone okay with the franchise tag? I think Breach just said he was okay. Anyone else okay with the franchise tag? For Dak? If I'm Dak, I'm not signing it. If I'm Dak, I have a certain number. Whether What's it's the number? Uh, four years, a hundred. Just, just give me the annual. What do you I think? want $38 million a year. Let me ask you this then. So you do the franchise tag for 31, I think is what it is, right? What's that number going to be 12 months from now? For the franchise tag? The second no, one. No. What's going to be the, the contract Dak's going to get next year in the long-term deal? If he oh, oh, uh, well, exactly. You have to start the conversation at 38 because the right. franchise tag next year is 37.7. So you automatically add $6 million to your first year. And what would have to happen for that number to go down? Dak would have to throw two, two touchdowns and 48 interceptions. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The numbers here. And look, if Deshaun Watson signs an extension or, you know, God forbid, Patrick Mahomes, although it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. I mean, like the, the number goes up. Like it, next year, it's going to be four years, 160 million with, I don't know, 110 million guaranteed. So I don't know my question. Cowboys, I don't know what the Cowboys' plan is. If, if let's say again, worst case scenario, there's no fans, salary cap stagnant or maybe slightly goes down. Is there another team out there that is, would offer Dak 40 million dollars per year on the open market if the cap doesn't go? Yes, up? there has to be. Absolutely. Without question, because that deal that you can do, and so this is, this is also what the Cowboys should do with this DAC deal, is that they should front load as much as they possibly can their cap hit onto 2020, and then plan to have a minimal cap hit for DAC in 20. This is the other thing too, like, if you franchise tag him and he doesn't play, and he, or you, if, excuse me, if you franchise tag, you franchise tag him this year, you don't sign a deal. Then you have to franchise tag him again next year. Well, Dak really has you by the short and curlies because his thirty-eight million dollar cap hit is going to be all. It's it's a thirty. It's not just thirty million dollar franchise tag. It's a thirty-eight million dollar cap hit. So all of a sudden, if the cap comes back down, let's say to one ninety-five, just hypothetically, your thirty-eight million dollars of that cap is is being eaten up by Dak Prescott's contract because you weren't willing to give him four years, one hundred fifty million dollars the the summer before. Like, just pay him what he wants and g- get on with it. Now, maybe Jerry Jones is going to do that, and he just likes the attention. I'll buy that concept, but for the most part, it's like the longer you wait on this, the worse position you are leverage-wise and financially. If you didn't learn that lesson from the Washington Redskins, then what are you even watching? John, would you sign Dak Prescott next summer as a 28-year-old going into the season, $40 million a year for the Bears? Absolutely. I mean, the Jaguars, I mean, Jaguars would do it, no questions asked, I feel like, a year from now. Um, Ryan Pace would f- completely forgive the Mitchell Trubisky debacle if he was able to finagle Dak Prescott in the open the, market. The, Pan- the Panthers, imagine the Panthers taking him a year from now. Sure. Yeah. How about the Patriots? The Patriots oh. for a year. <laughs> I mean, you just hand Bill Belichick, Dak Prescott. Yeah, you can go down the list. The team. Now, I mean, I mean, the 49ers could even if if Garoppolo doesn't improve this year, ditch him and, and go for him. Like, there's a lot of teams that have decent quarterbacks. How about the Raiders? 
the Raiders, the Rams, if they're Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff's hit. I don't the, know if you can do that. The Colts, the if Rivers is done after one year, if he doesn't look good. Yeah, they have Jacob Eason, but who knows how that works out. He's a fourth-round pick. Yep. So, they're, I mean, there are five teams right there. We just sort of off the top of our head. The Packers would do it because they wouldn't have Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and Dak Prescott <laughs> on the same team. But I think the yep. Bears and the Jaguars make a ton of sense. And the Panthers, too. I mean, you don't know what you're getting Teddy B, but if Teddy B is not awesome next year. Um, I'm an idiot here for – you can only do two franchise tags, but right now you can't do a third anymore, right? I don't know what the rules are on the new CBA. I, don't not to, I thought the third just really escalates to the point where it's just like not – Well, and the old yeah. CBA was 44%, but, yeah, I don't know yeah. if the new one has it. I think they got rid of it where it's only two now, but in theory you could transition tag him. But it would still be 120% of what the previous one was, I believe. Should have looked that up beforehand. Whatever the, the 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 if they sign him next year, the Cowboys do. They're basically to Breach's point, have cost themselves between six and eight million dollars a year when they wasted a year and a half. And let's not forget, if they had just taken care of this a year ago, uh, they could have used the tag on say Byron Jones or something, and like that matters especially. Even if you can't keep Byron Jones for five years, just having an extra year of Byron Jones when you have a team this good matters. Agreed completely. And shout out to Bre- Breach for not bringing up Andy Dalton as a possible starting solution in Dallas. Or uh, his favorite uh, center. You know, what's funny is that uh, Debo gave us some fun Dak Prescott facts here, and he listed him as the most wins by a quarterback in their first four seasons. You know who Dak Prescott is tied with uh, for number five all-time in NFL history? I know he's one behind Dan Marino at 41 and Matt Ryan at 43. Who are you <laughs> he's thinking about? Tied with Andrew Gregory. What? Now, now let's add in playoff record and, and see who comes out on top. Why would we add in playoff record? <laughs> What's your playoff uh, record, Sean? Oh. Same as Andy Dalton's. Wow. You've lost four times. <laughs> wow. This is, that is the most 2020 answer ever. You dunk on Breach and he turns it around and with the same facts. <laughs> I'm like desperately trying to find the franchise tag thing. And, I just... and you know, the only time Brinson is, goes quiet during like moments of banter or when he's furiously Googling something. I'm reading the CBA. I could read it out loud. It's before. funny too, because you remember Ryan, when the CBA was done and Brinson and Breach were oh. yelling at us for not reading the whole CBA because we covered the NFL. They claim to have read the CBA and they can't answer this very basic yeah. question. Neither of them have any, anything to I say. I don't want it. I, you read 455 pages. You don't remember every single line. It's, it'd be like going to law school. Like I would never pass there. I can't read all yeah. that. Give me a break. If I yeah, uh, I wanted to, if I wanted to like I mean, can you imagine like can you imagine having to read through dense, boring legal materials like this all the time instead of talking about football? That would be hell on earth. That's why I did not. That's why I did not read the CBA. I don't have time for that. Right. Now, but by to the way, you can do three times. And and to Brinson's point about the cap hit, uh, it, like. Dax this year is 31.4. There are only two players in the entire NFL who have a cap hit over 30 million for 2020, and it's Dak and Russell Wilson. So a $38 million cap hit is monstrous, and it's even bigger if the salary cap doesn't go up. So, I mean, it is a serious concern for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, and again, you're right. So it's the, here's the way to categorize. So the third franchise tag. And this is by way of example. This is in the, in the actual CBA. By way of example, a kicker designated as a franchise player for the third time in the 2020 league year would have a required tender equal to the greater of one, the average of the five largest 2019 salaries for quarterbacks 
two, 120% of the average of the five largest 2019 salaries for kickers, or three, 144% of the players earn 2019 salaries. So Dak Prescott's, if they tagged him a third, it's almost prohibitive. If they tagged him a third time, it would either be A, um, uh, the combination of the five largest quarterback salaries, or if that's not high enough, 144% of Dak's $38 million. Yeah, it would definitely be the 44% because Dak almost got screwed by that earlier because a bunch of teams, uh, a bunch of quarterbacks restructured their contract, uh, Kirk Cousins, Roethlisberger, which would have lowered Dak's uh, hit this year down to $27 million, but he got tagged right before those restructurings were finalized. So he got $31 million. And uh, by the way, that would be $54.72 million for Dak Prescott in 2022 if they tagged him the third time. You just can't have a $54 million cap hit. It's not going to work. You're not going to Would like you to hold his beer. Okay, so they should get the deal done. I'm kind of confident they get it done. These things, These quarterback deals always do seem to get done with the exception of Kirk Cousins. And that was sort of, you know, that was Bruce Allen was involved. So I think they'll get something done by, by July 15th would be my guess. And of course, if that happens, uh, the four of us will leap onto this podcast and have an emergency podcast to discuss it. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll even break down the dense legalese of Dak Prescott's contract. If you're wondering why Brenton is saying that funny as if there's a joke, inside joke, it's because he's planning his fourth vacation for that week. So he actually won't be on the podcast. It'll be the three of us. Somebody yeah, I'm not working again this summer. Somebody got a book while Brenton was on vacation. All right, I have an idea. Let's talk about Jamal Adams. <laughs> did Debo have to chat you and say, like, please move Brenton along? I didn't check, but uh, if if he did, I was reading his mind. Cause I don't know, like 20 minutes ago, he 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 slacked me. He was like, let's go to Jamal Adams. Oh. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys... They're the, uh, the, the hot team that's been rumored to trade for Jamal Adams for some reason, as if they don't have their own problems with Dak Prescott, uh, 24 years old. He, he demanded a trade. He went to the Jets and he demanded a trade and said, I want out of this crap hole that you call the New York football Jets, even though I'm the best player on your roster who is eligible for an extension. Uh, first team all pro last year is under contract for two more years because he was a first round pick. And, uh, he, he basically went to, he Googled, Super Bowl odds, 2020 Super Bowl odds, and he came up with a list of teams who he's interested in, in, in going to. The Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Ravens, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. Uh, is there a team? Who's he, the Bills? Who's he missing that, uh, who's he missing that would be a Super Bowl contender to sign on? Steelers. I said Super Bowl contender, right? Steelers got Minka last year, get Jamal this year. Done. Oh. If you'll recall, at the uh, Super Bowl, Jamal Adams was on our podcast. And before he did it, he actually did uh, our Instagram game, the Pick 6 podcast game, where you it spins through a wheel of all the NFL teams. And the Steelers came up. He's like, that would be a pretty cool place to play. The best thing about that is that Aaron Donald loved the game so much that he played it even when we were off camera. Like, he, he wanted to do it again. He was pretty pumped about it. Oh, well, uh, I think, Brent, you asked who he left off. I think my favorite part of this list uh, is he left off the Saints, who are, are – arguably a Super Bowl contender, and all teams in the NFC North. It's like he doesn't want to play in cold weather. He doesn't want to be with the Packers. He doesn't want to be with the Vikings. Hmm. I mean, all of these are – The furthest team north of that in that list is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Interesting. I mean, Seattle's pretty north, Brenton. I mean – I know what you're saying, but it's not cold weather like Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Breach very kindly dunked on Brenton there. 
It's, just, it's tough. He's been on vacation. You don't do geography on vacation unless you're driving. Oh, up high, down hard. I like the addition of Kevin Harlan to this. Yeah. Is it as enjoyable as the Dickie V stuff? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out in the Apple comments, I'm sure. When we get one star that says, bring Dickie V back, you idiots. We'll Kevin Harlan that. is a very nice. You know, Kev, I did radio with Kevin Harlan my first year on at the Super Bowl. Pete Prisco is still at his radio show in Jacksonville. And he invited me over. It was me and Kevin Harlan at the same time. I was freaking out. And Kevin Harlan was sitting there and like just Kevin Harlan voice saying like, Pete Prisco, I tell you what, this guy is the best NFL writer out there. I was like, what? This is crazy. Kevin Harlan respects Pete Prisco. Somebody respects Pete Prisco. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, that story is slightly better than the soccer story you just told. Um, Wait, should we all take a guess on where Jamal Adams goes? Yes. I think if you go to Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay makes the most sense. So the sports line odds makers have the Cowboys as the favorite. You know, Calvin Watkins, who we used to work with the fan house and he works for the Dallas Morning News now, I think tweeted something out. Um, I think Albert Breer tweeted out that he had spoken to Calvin about this back in the day. He said, don't say the players want to go to Dallas because every player wants to play for the Cowboys. And I think there's some truth to that. So yeah, I get him, you know, the odds leaning towards Dallas. Um, and that would, I mean, they need help at safety, obviously, but I think he may have a, he, he does have a better chance of going to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady and that, that defense, as Sean has pointed out numerous times, was really, really good last year in Tampa Bay. Sean, what do you think? Um, I would say the Cowboys, but there was like a year there where we were convinced Earl Thomas was going to the Cowboys because Earl Thomas said he wanted to go to the Cowboys and that never happened. And, um, as Brinson was just saying, they kind of have their own problems. I'm with, I'm with Ryan. I think it's Tampa Bay. I think you go all in with Brady for the next few years. Uh, and you know, when Brady leaves, this team is still talented enough, I think, to win if they could find a replacement at quarterback that it would still make sense to pay Jamal Adams, you know, th- four years or so. I mean, I imagine he would, he wants to be the highest paid safety. Your guy, Eddie Jackson, is currently 14.6 million per year on average, number one. Yeah, not your guy, Eddie, or sorry, not our guy, Eddie Jackson. It was not on our uh, top 10 safeties list. So 15 million a year for Jamal Adams, who plays closer to the line of scrimmage. He I mean, play. I don't, I mean, to that point, I don't know if I like to do that. I mean, I've always just thought it doesn't make a lot of sense why the Jets, who have a lot of money, just aren't the ones who want to keep a good young football player because that's kind of what they need. Uh, but the, so I've been saying for a while, I just think he stays with the Jets, but it seems like dating back to last year's trade deadline when his name came up in trade discussions and he came out pretty strongly against that saying, I think the quote was like Tom Brady doesn't have his name floated in trade talks and that's how he views himself. So <laughs> it kind of feels like that bridge is completely severed unless there's a change in regime. So the, uh, the jets have per over the cap.com 24.72 million dollars in effective cap space and actual cap space. Uh, that is the fifth most in the NFL right now. My thing is this. It's like Jamal Adams is 24 year old safety, an all pro player. Probably the, maybe the best safety in football. One of them. Um, I'm sorry, Ryan, not uh, the best safety, not named Minka Fitzpatrick. Thank you. Um, he has, so he has two years left on his deal. You're going to pay him $9.8 million next year. Why don't you just sign him to a four year deal or a three year deal that like, that, that starts right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's funny. Um, remember when Jamal Adams tried to get, Le'Veon to come to the Jets, and Le'Veon said, you don't have enough money to afford me, and Le'Veon said out the year. Le'Veon's there, one of the highest-paid running backs. They'll pay him 13 and a half. They won't pay Jamal Adams $15 million a year, but they'll pay Le'Veon $13.5 a, a year for two-point yards per carry. I, I mean, I just think 
Like, I understand that he's not a quarterback and you don't, you don't need to, I mean, paying him $15 million a year is not ideal, but give him a, like, overwrite what you're paying him right now, which is, which is seven, your cap hit is $7.2 million. Figure out a way to just pay him for the next four years and then you can move on from him. Does I mean, it cost well, a first round pick to trade for him? You yeah. think? I would say, yeah. But I will say real quick also that, uh, cause Brinson brought up cap space. The Buccaneers only have 4.8 million, which is the second lowest amount of cap space that any team has. If I was the Jets, because Jamal Adams went out and made this whole list of teams you want to go to, if I'm New York, I just say, I erase every name. I'm like, dude, you're going to Jacksonville, and I ship him off to Jacksonville to a team you know that's not going to be in the playoffs just to kind of spite him. Uh, but if they want to trade him to a contender, I think the Eagles. I don't want to copy off you guys say the Buccaneers, so I'll go with the Eagles. Uh, by the way, the uh, the Patriots, who we listed, the least amount of cap space. The Buccaneers, who we listed, the second least amount of cap space. The Steelers, the fourth least amount of cap space. Chiefs, fifth least amount of cap space. Ravens are right down there. It, it's not really, the Cowboys don't have a ton of cap space either. It's, and the Eagles have the fourth most cap space right now. It's, it's just, I, I don't get why people are mad at Jamal Adams. I don't have a problem with it. Who's that. mad at Jamal Adams? Uh, people are bitching and moaning about it on the radio. Jet, Jets fans, probably. Greg Williams. Right. The right we'll have team. more Jets talk coming up after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so we talked about Jamal Adams a little bit before the break, and now we're going to do some, you know what we're going to do, Breach? We're into a little bit of? Name that tune. Mail? I, I knew it. Mailbag! Whoa! Oh, I see. Thank you. Good one. Uh, amped up for it. It's hard to get to get a lot of. Um, Gazian via Apple Podcast. He's in Great Britain. Shout out to Britain. Hey, quickly, while you were on vacation number two of the summer, we figured out what United Kingdom was. Can you name the countries in the United Kingdom? <laughs> uh, Wilson could not. I couldn't. I, I, I this has turned into a geography podcast, I guess. Can you give me a number that I have today? Is it five? Four or five. What is a breach? You I think it's four. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, England. Boom. <laughs> I was Ireland. a little bit worried if you were going to get that one. Ireland. No. Oh, really? I don't think it's Ireland. I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it's not Ireland. Northern There's... Ireland. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a big one. I was willing to give him credit for, but okay. I was going to guess Northern Ireland next after Ireland. Um. Uh. Home of Gareth Bale, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> Home of Aaron Aaron Ramsey, too. Aaron Ramsey as well. Uh, Ryan Giggs got, is originally from there. <laughs> we've got soccer jokes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What are the other two? Wales. Christian oh, Bale. Wales. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, Christian Bale. 
And uh, he's Welsh too. Yeah, last name's Vale. You got to be Welsh, I guess. All right. I think I always just thought that Wales was like a state inside of England. <laughs> it's small. I'll give you that. Well, can the... you name the the four states of Lond- of England? <laughs> no. uh, American. We're... All right. Anyway, great Brit, we, guys. We should Let's not talk about question. geography on this podcast. <laughs> no more geography. Let's, uh, let's we're outing that. ourselves as horrible. What did I call it? When I pronounce it, I pronounce seal. Seal. That's how you pronounce it. Seal. <laughs> uh, all right. Gazi yeah. in Great Britain. What do you say? Gazi from Great Britain says, uh, new Jets fan, M-I-N-U-T-S. Nuts. Nuts, nuts. New listener, love the show. All 32 Rundown has been brilliant, especially as this will be my first real season as a big NFL fan. I've watched for years but never managed to pick a team. <laughs> I've decided to pick the Jets, <laughs> mainly based on the ugly section curb episode plus a few tenuous links I have to them. I started researching them after picking them, and quite a few people have told me I'm crazy. Can you give me an informed diagnosis? Okay, so I think we should – uh, say that yes, you are insane to pick the Jets. Look, credit to Gazi and Ergazian, because this is sort of like American fans, and you did this too, uh, Brinson, picking yeah. uh, an English Premier League team. And you do a little research to figure out who people like. Credit to him for not going on the Chiefs bandwagon or what was typically the Patriots bandwagon. Um, and he went, this is going to be tough. This will be a tough slog. There won't be many happy moments other than if you like watching football. Well, that was sort of going to be my question. It's like, let's get back to the Jets in a second. If you're picking a team, I mean, we know Sean would pick the, the Chiefs. I just love to see Patrick Mahomes play football. Or maybe you pick the Broncos. I'm not, I'm not even going to offer. Maybe, 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 you, maybe you pick the Broncos. <laughs> the team that wronged Jay Cutler? Never. I don't know. Denver's you know, a cool spot. Maybe the, the question is, what, what would you pick as a fan new to the sport to have the most exciting experience? Well, so like I, when I was picking, and I didn't really follow through, I haven't been a very good uh, Premier League fan. Um, Mainly because the pandemic sort of stopped it with when I was getting into it. Uh, your, your team is playing right now and they're winning. I know. Uh, so I picked Chelsea. I didn't want to pick who is Man City is the really good team. I didn't Man want to, City and Liverpool, Liverpool are the two best teams. Right. So like, that's the thing is you could actually pick the Patriots now that Tom Brady is gone. And I think that would be perfectly fine, but it's very risky to do so. You don't know how long Belichick will coach it. Would it be too bad? I don't know if it's too bandwagony to go with the Chiefs. I mean, they did. Here, here would be my thinking. Like I, I don't have an EPL team, but I like watching Man City because they're the best of the best the way they play. And using that logic, if I were coming from another country to watch, tip my tip, dip my toe in the NFL pool. <laughs> I know, right? Ooh. Uh, did you just look to beat that? What did I say? You just tell me you said you're gonna tip your. Oh, I, I thought he said tip, but with a T at the end. <laughs> oh no, dip your toe. I'm gonna dip my t- toe. In the NFL pool, I would go with the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. Debo's making a note as to what time it is currently. <laughs> Listen, I, I guarantee you, if Debo held up his notepad, there would be more than one. Note. <laughs> it's, it's a, geez, like, yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's, his, his hand gets tired at the end of the episode. But I would go with the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson um, being arguably the most exciting player. I think he, you could argue he's more exciting than Patrick Mahomes. By the way, Bleacher Report did something on, uh, I think on Twitter. I don't know where they did it originally, but they played. 11 Patrick Mahomes' versus 11 Lamar Jackson's. And it was actually sort of fun. I don't know how it ended. I didn't watch the end of it for like two minutes. But I think I'm taking 11 <laughs> Lamar Jackson against 11 Pat Mahomes. It was so fun Ryan stopped watching after two minutes. <laughs> I, guess the, I guess the question is, can you, if you're starting out and becoming a fan of a, of a league and you want to pick a team. Do you want it, to be Adam Gase and Sam Darnold? I'm picking like, I, I don't think you can pick Chiefs. I think that's just too, 
especially after they won a Super Bowl, like you just missed out on the best part. If you started last year, like coming yeah. into last year, that'd be because then you're like, listen, I got you all. You literally the- just missed out on like the best moment that they had after that long wait of winning a Super Bowl. I, I like the Ravens' idea also because of Harbaugh, and like I think even if something were to happen to Lamar, that team's gonna stay good because of good coaching and a good front office. The other angle I would do is like, who is a bad team right now? That just got like a good young quarterback, but you pick the Bengals, you could pick the Arizona Cardinals, which is what I was going to say. I think that would be a fun team to root for, even if they're not necessarily good this year. I think they'd be exciting. I, the, look, the Jets have Sam Darnold. I mean, I, I know that people are, I know I'm irrationally high on Sam Darnold. He's in his third year. He's still really young. Are you irrationally high or low on Adam Gase? Right. That's the question. I mean, I'd probably give Adam Gase too much of a benefit of the doubt, but like, I think Joe Douglas is a good personnel guy. I think you're going to continue to surround Sam Darnold with good talent. And I tend to think Adam Gase might be able to develop a little bit. I don't know. I mean, like, I wouldn't pick, I, where would the Jets rank on the list of teams that, if you were picking them? It's not like 32nd. The, you know, the other team that you could jump on this year. 27. Yeah. Be, I was going to say 25. Would be the Bills. Bills is uh, a good one, but I think if you want to see like, um, Kyler Murray can play quarterback. What was the other up and coming team you mentioned? Bengals, if you believe in Burrow. Bengals, right. If you think, but like Joe, Josh Allen is not the prototypical sort of quarterback. Lamar Jackson isn't either, but he's playing at another level than Josh Allen. But what yeah, about the, the Texans? No one's going to accuse you for bandwagoning. You, I understand it's Bill O'Brien, but like you're always, you're going to get to watch Deshaun Watson every single week for 10, 12 years. Like no, no, I think no, that no, would no, be fun. Stop it. Finish the sentence. You're going to okay, watch right. Deshaun Let's, Watson get sacked. I will say real that. quick, I went on a podcast. The featured Bengals fans in London, so if you jump on the Bengals bandwagon, you have people there to hang out with and watch games with. This is the first breach humble brag in the history of Breach's professional career. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna rule out all of the play all the teams in the NFC North. Nothing about those teams is exciting or if you love Jordan Love. Yeah. If you're really if you're a huge Utah State guy, maybe. <laughs> uh the Eagles would be fine, but I don't know if Eagles fans are open to people. I don't. I don't like that because again, you just missed out on the ultimate like That's thing. Fine. that Eagles fans bonds over. No, I don't think. Like, I just think you're always going to feel left out whenever Eagles fans. Oh, we just won a Super Bowl, so it's okay. And you don't get it. You never got to experience. Let that. me ask you this, Sean. What is what NFL team's fan base most resembles English hooligans? Mm. I don't think. The, I don't uh, think Eagles the, uh, are Jets. Good. Jets fans, maybe. Uh, I don't uh, think the Eagles are a good choice. I think they're too. Raiders. I like the Raiders. Well, I, I, I'll just I run through that. the list here. The Cowboys, you can't be a bandwagon Cowboys fan. That just makes you a douchebag. Uh, the Giants, <laughs> the Giants, I don't, they, 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 again, they won two Super Bowls with Eli. The, like, although they're rebooting with Daniel Jones, they have Joe and, Acceptable. And Jason Garrett. And Jason Garrett. So the Giants can be on the list. I don't think I want to go with the Redskins mainly because of the racist team nickname in the year 2020. So I'm going to say we, we rule out the Redskins. Uh, I would rank the Redskins last, I really think. Just like they're such a poorly run franchise. Okay. All right. What else you got? Uh, the NFC, uh, South. Now, Buccaneers are a little too bandwagony and Tom Brady's probably only playing two more years. Same with Drew Brees. So I don't know if you want to jump on that. Nobody wants to be a Falcons fan. Ask Falcons fans. They don't want to be Falcons fans. Atlanta hadn't won anything since 1995. Okay. So actually maybe the Falcons are the, the not a terrible team. I don't know. Cause you could. You could bank on the Jaguars moving. What? Well, we're, we're not really at that division yet. Do you understand how this is working, Sean? We, I'm trying to skip. I'm trying to skip ahead. I'm trying not to analyze all 32 teams here. We're, we're just doing that's a, a lot of analyzing. 
I, I think the Panthers would be a decent choice. I'll leave the Panthers and the Falcons in there. Uh, I agree with the Ravens. That's a great choice because they didn't win. They're a great team with a bunch of young players. Do you know why else the Ravens, Ravens are a <laughs> Do you know why else the Ravens are a good choice that you guys didn't mention? Is that what do people in England love? Soccer. What do the Ravens have? The best kicker in the NFL. Huh? That's a good point. Uh, the Steelers feels a little bandwagony. Browns is just begging for torture. That's the thing with the Jets is you're just sort of asking to be tortured. Although if, you know, if you jump on and they break the, the, the curse, maybe it works. I, I don't think the Bengals is a terrible idea. If you love going to the playoffs and not winning playoff games, the Chiefs again, it's probably a little late. The Broncos. Hmm? I like that. Uh, not a yeah. terrible choice. Especially maybe. if you're a huge Von Miller fan. Yeah. Or uh, maybe just like Colorado. The uh, Raiders moving to Vegas, a bit of a restart. Hey, uh, is, uh, quick question. If you don't know the answer, you can move on. Is weed legal in the United Kingdom like it is in Colorado? Anyone know the answer to that? All right. We'll have to find out. So if, you, like, if, you, if it is I like the I like the Raiders idea because they are rebooting. So, like, you are kind of getting in on the ground level. Mm, legal in 2018, according to thegreenfund.com, which is probably red flag. So, listen, if you come to U.S. to, to attend, attend a game, if you're a Broncos fan, nothing changes. You go to Colorado, you go, I don't know if they have dispensaries or whatever, but you know, you can live in Colorado and England. I don't know how they, they dispense it. I, I don't know about either place. Yeah. <laughs> Except the, uh, you know about Colorado. Chargers? No. No. Why would you do that? Well, they play in a soccer stadium. So. <laughs> Stay for the uh, Galaxy game. There you go. <laughs> Again, I think the Patriots are not a bad choice, although. It's like you just missed out on a 20-year legacy or dynasty run. Maybe don't jump on now. Uh, the Bills, I, I don't think, are a terrible uh, idea, but then you have to be, like, hanging out with Bills Mafia. Uh, the Jets. You didn't mention the Dolphins. Dolphins and Tua, if he works out, I think that could be exciting. The Dolphins are a pretty good choice. I don't mind the Dolphins. Yeah. And then finally, the Texans, Titans, Colts, or Jaguars. Anything pop out to you there? The Titans? Really? Yeah. What? Are you kidding me? They're, they went to the playoffs last year. It was the AFC Championship game, Ryan. You get on the bandwagon now. Okay. I'm making my, making my reservations. Well, let me ask you. Would you rather be on the Titans bandwagon or the Jets bandwagon? Titans. I mean, that's not even a question. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what this guy's dealing with. He wants to be a Jets fan. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So- you could do worse. But not much worse. Not much. So I think our advice is to uh, – you basically have two months to pick a new team, do some more research, get back to us, and tell us what your new team is, and don't pick the Jets again. Like, if you're – I don't think it would be crazy to pick the Ravens. I think that – I think Ryan's right. I think that's kind of the choice. They haven't won you – know, they won the Super Bowl with Flacco several years ago, but it's already – it's already sort of in the past. You're picking up a Lamar Jackson two years into his career. You got every John Harbaugh. Be, every game will be absolutely exciting. You watch the Jets play, you're going to be – Pulling your hair out. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of bandwagon, but not enough, and it's a yeah. tough decision. Ravens fans and JLC in particular probably would tell you that people always don't you get can, You can eat crab cakes all you want. There you go. Yep. All right. Let's move along. Anyway, that's uh, thank you for writing from England, Gacy, and hope that answered, uh, hope that answered for you. Um, five stars from Belgium and a real international flair to uh, – to this pot mailbag. I'll try to keep this review short. Spoiler, he didn't. Hey, <laughs> hard, since I have a hard out in two minutes, that's pretty funny. Dirk, uh, Van, Dirk Vandenberg is the, the writer. Oh, Dirk, Dirk Vandenberg, excuse me, from Belgium. Best name. Um, we don't have a problem with long reviews, by the way. You can write as long as you want. If you take the time to write any review, we appreciate it. Five stars, of course, preferred. 
Thanks for getting us through this awful summer without sports. It seemed that in the all 32 series, almost all teams have a path to at least eight and eight, if not the playoffs. By the way, this may not, I don't know if the theme is international here. I think the theme is Debo getting people who are pumping up the all 32 series for Debo's eye review. Uh, Debo plans ahead. Debo's, Debo's smart. That's not going to happen, right? So which two teams beside the Jags will inevitably stink this year and will go like four and 12? Also, we beat coronavirus in Europe for now. Settle down, Dirk. Uh, please do the same so we can have football in the fall. Amen. If not, we will only have Dickie V to listen to. P.S. It's only possible to give a review if you're based in the U.S. or use a VPN like I do now. That mm. sucks, Apple. Do better. Could you give a shout-out to the American Football Community Belgian Podcast? Heck, yeah. yeah. Shout-out, American Football Community Belgian Podcast. If you would like to have uh, either Sean or Ryan come on your podcast, <laughs> you let us know. And, I guarantee uh, you. I will go on the podcast. But I, I will like. actually – I tell you what. Since you did this lengthy review, Dirk, you email me, my name at gmail.com, and I will set up a uh, – Why can't you say Will Brinson at gmail.com? <laughs> Why would you? I hope he emails my name at gmail.com. <laughs> Princeton probably owns that too, don't Princeton? <laughs> um, I, I, well, it's because you don't, I, you don't want to write it down usually, and that's just sort of how yeah, I. Yeah, but you're this is you're talking right now. If you write it down, it could get spammed. I understand that. Yes. Anyway, so you, on this you, podcast, Princeton, who's your favorite Belgian soccer player? Uh, <laughs> I gotta look that up. For awesome. you. <laughs> yeah, Chris, by the way, Christian Pulisic scored. Uh, Pulisic scored you guys, this uh, podcast. You guys want a fun fact about Belgium? Um, uh, I, yes, I actually do. I was I there in 2018. Next time I go back, I'm going to look up our uh, listener and hang out with him and grab Wait. one of the many fine Belgian beers. Uh, Where did you Smurfs, go in Belgium? The Smurfs. I went to Brussels. The Smurfs were invented in Belgium. Really? Uh, Where was Gargamel invented? Oh, that is a good. That is a good fun fact. No response on Gargamel, though. Interesting. It's Belgium. All of it is in Belgium. Come oh, on. Johan and Peewee. Belgium. All of it. Papa Smurf. <laughs> Jokey Smurf. What's the girl's name? <laughs> Got a snort out of it. <laughs> Smurfette. Smurfette. I almost called her Lady Smurf. I didn't think that was right. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Uh, no, the, question is, the question is, Breach, though, do you know how to say the Smurfs in Belgium, in Dutch? <laughs> <laughs> he said it was in Belgium. He said <laughs> that was worse than me dunking on myself with the own four. <laughs> I do, do not. De Smurfin. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Of course. All right, so... Uh, which teams are going to be terrible? Four and twelvers. Oh, well, hold on. before any, anyway, he said uh, I got to, to finish giving a shout out to the. Oh. Uh, it is the only and therefore the best NFL and college football podcast in Belgium. Give us a season so we can start up our pod again. Greetings, Dirk Vandenberg. Again, Dirk, email me and we will set up yeah, some kind of uh, multiple super friend appearance on the American Football Community Belgium podcast. Thank you for listening all the way from Belgium. As to I- the I think wait, I think Dark is on to something. Um, we should start like the only NFL and college football podcast in Lithuania or in Estonia or in Angola. We could just corner the market. I think Devo is looking for more things to do. He doesn't have I, no, I've no, already no, done that, Ryan. I think we're the only <laughs> daily NFL. Podcast. Oh, there you go. But we could be the only daily NFL podcast in Lithuania. That's what yeah, I'm let's saying. go international. But, but the same thing is we're going to lose our title of uh, being the only NFL podcast in three time zones because um, – I'm moving. Oh, interesting. All right, four and twelvers. What do we got? Bears next. <laughs> uh, well, we just ran through every single NFL team. I think the Redskins are a pretty obvious choice, right? Yeah, definitely the Redskins. You look at the Redskins' schedule. I mean, they're in the East, but look, 
they play three straight road games toward the end of the season at Dallas, at Pittsburgh, at San Francisco, and then they come back and play the Seahawks. Like that just feels like four losses. They're going to be like four and eight by the time they get there. This team is four and 12 at best. Is there any way the Browns win four games only or fewer? Mm, I don't think so, but there's a path to it for sure. What about the Jets? Uh, I think the team in the AFC East to look out for to win four games is the Dolphins. I think the Jets are going to win eight or more. I do too. The Dolphins were considered a historically bad team that finished five and 11, but had the point differential of a team that should have won 3.9 games. So they probably are going to regress, but they, they, they tanked. They played as bad as possible and still yeah, won five games. I think they're going to be better. I do too. I think their team is a lot their better. Their defense is loaded and their draft. They had a really good draft. And I mean, if two was, two was healthy, um, you know, maybe he plays in October, November or something. But even, you know, you can win with Ryan Fitzpatrick for a little bit. And some guy named Devontae Parker apparently is pretty good. I think the other, know that. the other team on my list besides the Redskins is the Panthers. I think you have a new coaching staff. You don't have an offseason. And that division, you have the Saints, the Buccaneers, and the Falcons. I think that's brutal. I think the Panthers could be a 4-1 team or less. What about uh, um, the Lions? Sure. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I think like the Chargers too. A lot I would, of I would, say that, I would say that any one of the three non-Chiefs teams in the AFC West are eligible to win four games because it's a tough division. Um, eh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Broncos, you think, can win four games? Sure. We don't know much about Drew Locke. Drew Locke could just suck. We don't know. I think, I think Drew Locke is, Drew Locke, is fine. We know that about Drew Locke. But like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think the Broncos will win four games, but I think one of those three teams will probably be 6-10 and 10 or worse. Yeah, it happens every time. Like, Tyrod Taylor, Taylor, Taylor gets hurt and Justin Herbert sucks. Well, you signed Cam Newton, which you should have done anyway. I mean, what if, Derek, what, if Derek, would, what, what if Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota aren't good? Marcus Mariota will be good. I promised you that two months ago. I know. Yeah, Wilson has been promising that all offseason. Take it to the uh, I don't think it's crazy to say the Bengals could win four games and Joe Burrow could look awesome and they could have a good season. If Joe Burrow looks awesome, they're winning six games at least. If Joe Burrow looks awesome, they're winning eight games at least. <laughs> uh, sneaky. Here's a sneaky team to win four games. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that's all those great. first round picks. Wouldn't be great for Dan Quinn or all those first round picks. I mean, they could have been a four win team last year, but like rattled off some kind of like a fluky, not that impressive six and two down the stretch. What is the, let's say, Plays 14 games. What's the over-under on total rushing yards for Todd Gurley? Or total yards for Todd Gurley, rushing and receiving? It's from scrimmage? I'm going to put 11, the 1,100. I was going to say 1,000. 1,100. Over-under. 1,000 rushing, 1,100 total. Well, I'd say 1,200 total, maybe. I'll say over then. For instance, I'll, take over. The under. I'll take the under. I'll go over. Okay. Look at, look at the depth chart is disastrous. Sean, no one cares what you think. Look at all our first-round picks. Laquan Treadwell. Do you think Dan Quinn gets fired if they start 0-3? Or do you think he'd get, like, four games? When's their bye? They play the Seahawks, Cowboys, and Bears to start the season. They literally could lose all three of those One and two at best. When's the bye week, Breach? Are you looking at that? Wait, late in the season. Oh, okay. That's good for him, I guess. It's week 10. Hmm. Three and Uh, seven? You got to fire him, right? Or three? Yeah. I mean, this is what we were saying all of last year, though, and he got the whole year, and then he went six and two. And But I don't think Arthur would do that two years in a row. The only difference is with a seventh playoff spot, a three and seventeen probably isn't out of it. No, I don't think you're out of it. Even if you're, it's the old playoff for, um, format. Well, I mean, you got yeah, you got to rip off six straight wins. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I wouldn't. I don't think the Bears are should be ruled out as a possibility of winning four games. Of course, I'd any team with a questionable quarterback situation can win four games, unless you're the Steelers. They won eight games with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. The Steelers yeah. could win four games if Big Ben's not healthy. How they have Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges? That's true. <laughs> All right, moving along. Great work. Amazing podcast. Great content to help get through the pandemic. Appreciate everything you do. <laughs> Hope the hair plugs come out good. Assuming worst case scenario, how does the NFL set up the 2021 NFL draft if the season is canceled? This is from David T. 1996, United States of America. You know, it's funny. Uh, I was talking to my buddy the other day. He's, he said, um, are you, have you already started on the 2021 draft guys or whatever? You know, I've, I've watched kids from last season. And I was thinking, um, yeah, we need to have this college football season so I can obviously get a watch the kids play one more year before the draft. But it would be great if the college football season gets canceled for me because I'm already 60 guys in. Um, but I am curious. All you can do, all you'd be able to do is watch last year's film, right? So I'm halfway, I'm halfway home already. But obviously, you want college football and, and NFL football. But I, I was thinking, I wonder if, for God, you know, keep your fingers crossed, doesn't happen if the college football season doesn't pan out. What are scouts' orders going to be in terms of evaluating these kids? You'll probably go to the school still and, and you know, do background checks. But you can't, I mean, you can't do anything else other than just look at the, the games they've already played. So I don't know how much would change in terms of your evaluations. I guess you have more pro days. but at the end I was going to say maybe you have like a pro day once a month to make sure – like that gives the players incentive to stay in shape. Yeah. And then the scouts can go down and make sure they're still looking good. I, the, the issue with the college football, is, as I understand it, is that uh, one, you don't have a, a governing body worth of crap. Like the NCAA doesn't have power over all the different conferences. So like the SEC might say, man, we're from the South. We do things differently around here. We're playing football, boy. Um, and then the, uh, you know, the Pac-10 or Pac-12 or whatever is maybe like, oh, sorry. Uh, we're where Sean lives. Eh, no, thanks. <laughs> um, and you really yeah. should have been listening there. <sighs> no, uh, and sorry, we're Cal Berkeley intellectuals. We will not be playing football in this pandemic. We have too many algebra tests to study for. Uh, <laughs> um, I really uh, wish again I knew what he was I'm, doing. I'm prepping for a law degree. More important things than football. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, the, the whole point is that we don't know what the hell is going to happen with college football. There could be some conferences playing and some conferences not playing. And it to me, like if if for some reason they cancel college, like college is all virtual. There's no way they're playing college football. If you can't have, if you can't have students on campus, they're not going to have football games. Don't we agree? I think so. Yeah, but it sounds like students. The plan is for a lot of schools to have these students back. I know. Okay, but but to answer this guy's question, how would we do the draft if the college football season got canceled? My personal preference would be just to keep the same draft order, let the Bengals uh, pick number one <laughs> all again. And that, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that part. That move forward. Yeah. Uh, but I do think this. there is some precedence here. The NHL lockout canceled the entire season in 2004, 2005, and they ended up doing a weighted lottery where if you had not made the playoffs in like the past five years, you got the most ping pong balls. And then yeah, you but, lost you lost the ball for every playoff appearance you had. So kind of the teams that have been good for the past five years kind of got punished, but you could still get the top pick. So like the Chiefs still could have gotten the top pick. So but, Preach, like, why would that so what, you're, what you're saying is that Bill Belichick engineered 
the coronavirus I, and unleashed it on the entire world in order to land Trevor Lawrence in a in a lottery in a weighted lottery style if system. The NFL, if the NFL is still playing a season, you you can do the draft order. That's not a problem. This is a college football season is canceled. That's the question, right? No, the question was what happens if the NFL season was canceled. Oh, okay. How do they do the draft? How do you he doesn't care the about the college part of it. He cares about like what okay. happened, like what is the draft going to be like in Vegas in 2021, assuming that we have it, if there's no 2020 NFL right. season. And yeah. I, I, I feel confident. People ask me, I mean, you know, it's part of the nature of writing about football for a living. Your people in your, in your regular life are like, we playing football this year, man. I'm like, yeah, like college, no. Profile, I think like 25% yes, college, 75% yes, NFL is where I'm at right now. Um, but if there's not a season, I think, it's, I think it's higher for the NFL. Probably, not me personally. I think that's the NFL's thinking. Oh, the NFL is ninety nine point nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I think what Breach is talking about is probably what they have to do. You can't just run back the same draft order, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah, that would be unfair. But like, what if the Patriots get the first overall pick? Well, then they'll take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I mean, that would be pretty like. So Bill Belichick lets Tom Brady walk. The season gets canceled, and then he gets Trevor Lawrence in a weighted draft lottery system. I do think it actually is. There's a lot of so the draft order is a huge thing. How do you evaluate these players? Breach mentioned several pro days. Do you have like four or five All Star games? Like, what are you doing to figure this out? Say the 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 virus is less in December, January, February. Do you have games then to get these kids together? If you're a college kid. Does your agent want you to play in these games and possibly get hurt? I mean, what a disaster to figure let out. Me, let, me, let me float this idea. Instead of the weighted draft lottery, what you do is you have all 32 NFL teams. So we're, we're going we're to do like a fantasy football situation here. We're going to go from snake draft to auction. So each of the 32 NFL teams gets 100 NFL dollars, okay? You can bid on – then. So like, and then you have – like you, like you, you nominate a player. Like the Patriots, are like Trevor Lawrence, a hundred bucks. Well, you got him because nobody can beat the hundred bucks. Well, right? wait a second. Who, how this do sounds you, better than the actual draft. How do you determine who gets the first pick, or does that not necessarily matter? Uh, that's you do some sort of some sort of. Random. It doesn't matter, but, but you can't give everyone a hundred dollars because what if there's two teams that want to pay a hundred dollars for? I was going to say. Right, so maybe maybe you just do it real money. Like this is what your salary is going to be. Or you or, have some sort of system, like Breach was saying, where you wait like the past ten years, and some teams have more money in the draft than like the Chiefs actually, or the Ravens. I like that. Yeah, right, but also the auction draft. Yeah, you do that. I like that. But also, if everyone does get a hundred dollars, uh, you know that team that needs Trevor Lawrence. They're out of money in the first round. You still have six more rounds to go, and if you don't have any money left, you just automatically pick last at the end of well, any well, round. Well, I was going to say money. is that whoever has the most amount of money left after the first round of things. So, like, once you get a player, you can't like you can't spend and spend and spend on first round picks. I mean, you could do it as like where you do it as a budget. I think that's an awesome idea too. But it was like whoever has the most money left after the first round would then get the first pick in the second round. And so then you revert to snake style and you just run through the draft in regular order. I would I would predict that five to seven teams would bid a hundred bucks for Trevor Lawrence. I think it's higher. I think it's like ten to twelve. I don't think anyone cares about it. I mean you might love Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback or, or you know. <clears throat> I think you would, you would almost need to do it where it's like, I like, I like the idea of like, so like the bait, let's say the, the Jets haven't been to the playoffs and for, or the Bengals, whoever it is, hadn't been to the, been to the playoffs in 10 How years. about the Browns, Brinson? My God. <laughs> <laughs> for example. 
Um, like the Patriots, they haven't been to the playoffs in forever. So they're, uh, yeah. <laughs> so for instance, the Browns would get, because of their futility as an organization, they would get $150, uh, to use in this theoretical auction. Whereas the Patriots would just get a hundred or 132 versus, you know, whatever it is. And like, that means you would have the ability to, t- to top it, to top someone. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, or maybe everybody has a budget for the first three rounds or something like that. I just think like that would be fun as hell to watch. How would you? And this is probably too complicated to ask. How would you do trades? Mm. Well, it would start after the auction. No, I understand. But if, if the Bears have 150 and the Patriots have 100, you have to, I think that the, the league office would have to be able to veto one that seemed not to. No, you trade players for money. So like the Patriots want Trevor Lawrence. They need to get 50 more dollars. So they send a player to the Bears and for Joe Tooney to the Bears for 50 NFL bucks and all of a sudden. So that they can draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. How much? Do you get from Mitch Trubisky? Uh, you, have, mean, you have to send three NFL bucks. You pay, yeah, you pay the Patriots to take them. <laughs> um, I kind of yeah, like that. We got to workshop this idea. By the this way, uh, a great uh, pandemic time killer. If we'd done this three months ago, like we could a good all season series. <laughs> we could no uh, podcasts. You know uh, what I thought of the other day when we were talking with um, uh, was it Matt Derrick of the Chiefs? I think so, right? Um, I was just saying, like, the the NFL what if that people haven't really dove in enough on is, like, what if Russell Wilson had been drafted by Andy Reid mm. and the Eagles in 2012? Like, He's probably still there. Andy Reid's still there. Russell's still, like, the Chiefs don't get Mahomes. They don't get a Super Bowl. The Seahawks don't get their Super Bowl. The Eagles probably do win a Super Bowl and never, you know, Nick Foles never come. Nick Foles gets drafted, too. I mean, there's a whole, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a fascinating what if. Maybe we should do that as a off-season series for the podcast. Do uh, everybody come up with two or three great NFL what ifs? I know that's Dave Damashek's bit. Maybe we have him on too. In case, like, you know, like, thought like Sean's not here one day, and we have Damashek take his spot for the for the show, and uh, and and do play the NFL what if games. Two thousand four, the Browns take Kellen Winslow Jr. instead of Ben Roethlisberger. Where are they now? With, you mean they take Ben Roethlisberger instead of Kellen Winslow? They actually took Kellen Winslow Jr. instead yes, of Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Uh, Great show, Mark Bell from USA says. I'm a 16-year-old football player from Iowa. I was wondering if any of you guys, mainly Breach, know any exercises that can improve leg strength for kicking. P.S. Archie Manning was drafted into baseball by the Chicago White Sox, and if he hadn't played football, he would have played for their minor league team and also my hometown team, the Waterloo Bucks. Do we think he singled out Breach because Breach has experience with kicking or because Breach can run a marathon on two weeks training, which means he can probably get his legs really Do we know that Breach can can kick field goals longer than me or Sean? Uh, we Breach has led us likely erroneously into the belief that he can kick long field goals. I am of the opinion that he is probably weak-legged. I was a college punter. I never said I could kick long field goals. I've never said that a single time. <laughs> My question is, do we really think these 16-year-olds keep leaving comments or if it's like 50-year-old dudes pretending to be? Or if it's breach. (laughs) But also, I I did say I would win a punt, pass, and kick competition between uh, all of us. Well, of course. You can throw the ball 85 yards. While while getting hit and running in the opposite direction. Uh, You guys make fun of me, but you're not saying that I would lose. I thought of you the other day, Breach. I was out playing tennis, and there were some, uh, some teenage hooligans out by the pool snack bar area. And one of them took a football and like chunked it and it went like, I don't know, like 20, 20 yards maybe, like to the end of the thing. He goes, Oh, bro, I just threw that 80 yards. I was like, that's breach. 
He throws it 15 yards and thinks he can throw it 50. Yeah, Except well, I know yardage and I don't ever say bro. I, I know yard. Okay, Uncle Rico. Um, but, uh, but, well, to answer this guy's question, who may or may not be a 16-year-old in Iowa, uh, well, because he asked, exercises improve your leg strength, but I don't think at that age that's necessarily a thing you want to be improving if you're kicking because at that age and really in the NFL right now, it's all about uh, the velocity of your leg swing. Because, look, if it was all about leg strength – then Saquon Barkley would be the best kicker in the NFL because he has tree trunk legs and he could kick a 90 yard field goal. But you look at someone, how Justin Tucker's built, he's pretty limber uh, and he's just got a fast leg swing and complete control of what, how what he aims the ball and kicks it. So what I would say is go online, order a resistance band and make yourself as flexible as possible. You should be stretching every day. Google some things that you can do with the resistance band uh, that makes you more flexible and the more flexible you get, the faster your leg swing will get. And then once your leg swing speeds up, you know, you'll add probably five to seven yards to your kick once you get more flexible. Then once that happens, then you start working on strength and you keep strengthening yourself until you notice it affects your leg swing. Then you're getting too strong because you don't want it to affect your leg swing. Uh, so you got to find that fine line where it's perfect, where you're getting the distance plus uh, – your leg swing will help. You I, I like how like most of the time when these 16 year olds and these high school kids, and thank you guys for listening, ask us advice on like how to, how to like, like what's the best workout for this? We all just sort of like, well, you know, pliability is big in the NFL these days. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, I do know uh-huh. the of this as somebody who has extremely strong legs and can kick the ball further than breach. Uh, I will <laughs> tell you that one of the best things you can do are barbell and dumbbell step-ups. So you hold the barbell and you take up because it works both your quads and your glutes. And those are two things that you really want. This is going to be on YouTube. I don't know if we we can see Devo's face right now on YouTube, but we should be able to see Devo's face because the look of disgust right now pretty much says it all. Devo, do you not believe that? I know How many many times has Princeton done that exercise in his life? Once. He did it yesterday with his trainer. (laughs) Now now he's an expert. (laughs) Or he Googled it during my long-winded answer and was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to mention this kicking exercise. You know, uh, when I was playing tennis the other day, this lady was like, you know who you look like? Oh, God. Zach Galifianakis. Oh. Oh. (laughs) He's also from North Carolina. Where's he from? What is he state? (laughs) Thank you, ma'am. You mean the fat guy from The Hangover. Thank you. He lost a lot of weight. He looks good now. Yeah, I I need to lose some pounds. Just in the pandemic. What did you say to her when she said that? I said, "Ha!" Huh? <laughs> you left Princeton speechless. Well done, ma'am. I think I said something like that. I've been getting that a lot lately. Princeton, you got a dad bod, man. I know all about those now. I feel like also. I feel like that's kind of rude to walk up to someone you don't know and tell them that he looks like Zach Alphanakis. It was really rude. Celebrity. You have that beard. She wouldn't have said it if you didn't have the beard. Yeah, it was just a beard. My hair was like everywhere because I was you know, just living that pandemic life. I'm out there playing tennis. You don't see Zach Galifianakis playing tennis. Ridiculous. Yeah. I can see him playing tennis with like jean shorts and no shirt on. Was that you? No. What's okay. that? Ridiculous. Yeah. If enough. you get compared to a celebrity, it's a compliment. Sean, you look like Jokey Smurf. Didn't we have the idea <laughs> for the Lamar Jacksons versus Patrick Mahomes? Jokey Smurf. Um, I don't remember that, but I don't remember a lot of things. I don't know. We talk about a lot of stuff. True that. I swear we talked about that. We no. Uh, I think was it a mailbag question where someone was like, "Who would yes. win?" Yeah, that's what it was. Mm, interesting. I don't know if it was Mahomes and Lamar though. I think it was Lamar and like Taysom Hill. That's what it was. It that's was Lamar versus Taysom Hill. That's what it was. Hmm. 
memory. Very similar, though. I mean, Lamar would kill 53 Patrick Mahomes. That's what I said half an hour ago. Yeah. I know. I disagree with you. I mean, it's just, I, Patrick Mahomes isn't a route runner, but I mean, Lamar Jackson runs a four three or whatever. You're not going to catch him. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Lamar's going to throw it to a Lamar who's faster than Patrick Mahomes who can't cover Lamar. I mean, it's a bloodbath. All right, that's it. That's the mailbag. That's the show. Back to long episodes after Debo is enjoying the tight nature of these. Uh, those all the last the, the last stretch of the all thirty twos. No more. Uh, no more. Remember. Big news later this week. Also, I got some quick big news right now. Patrick Mahomes ran a four eight at the combine, so he was he's a half second slower than Lamar Jackson over four. And point two seconds slower than uh, Will Brunson. Oh yeah, yeah, Lamar, yeah. <laughs> four nine six, baby. Can you imagine a world where Will, where Will Brunson outruns Patrick Mahomes in any distance? Also, I, I do want to say we gave Breach a ton of crap for the marathon stuff. Brunson for like years has been peddling his can run like a four eight forty. <laughs> It's on video. It was a it was a bit for a CBS show that we did. It's we funny did a, though because I've never seen the video. Well, talk to the, they delete everything. Talk to him. We have oh, no, they oh, delete no, no, no. Talk to Dave Richard. That sounds like Dave, breach. Yeah, I threw Dave Richard, away. Jamie Eisenberg, Joy Taylor, Matt Brodsky, and uh, there are a couple other people who were out there. It's not like I'm like, oh, uh, you know, before I knew you guys, like 30 years ago, I ran a marathon in 15 minutes. Um, yeah, no big deal. I, uh, you know, kicked, uh, yeah, sure. No, there are any records of me kicking in college, but I had nailed 50 yard field goals all the time. All right. Breach has important things to do, apparently. I tried to leave and you said, hold on, an important piece of news. Patrick Mahomes ran a 4-8. Which is true. All right. Good talk, everybody. Great show. Big news coming later in the week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. See you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.